Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Eurythmics podcast. I am Mark Stevens. I am your only host this week, my friend Rex Saldana, my longtime friend and the co-host of this podcast and the webmaster for Eurythmics Video Visionaries website, is actually at a Lady Gaga concert tonight, and he could not be with us. And he said, you know, if you run into trouble, don't call me. I'm in the concert. So we said, okay, fine. We'll let him buy with that. He He's at a different kind of concert than what we're usually talking about here on the Eurythmics podcast, but that's okay. Um, I've got two really special guests tonight. Um, and we should say really quickly that as we're recording this, and we'll probably have it up on the same day, but as we're recording it, uh, it is Dave Stewart's birthday. 17? So we're going to wish out and say happy birthday to Dave Stewart. Um, but who we've got on tonight are two very special performers. And what makes them really special is that they spend a lot of their time, a lot of their time on stage performing as or in tribute to Annie Lennox. So I'm looking at two ladies, and I've looked at their videos on YouTube. They've been performing for a long time, and they do a mean version of a whole host of Eurythmic songs, and uh, we're really excited. And so I'm going to introduce them. We've got um, Clodagh. Is that it? Do I say it right? Clodagh Reed? That's correct. correct. And I've also got Katie Satterfield. 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 Is that right? So let me give a little bit of biography here. Um, Now, Miss Reed, you perform as the lead singer for the Who's That Girl tribute band. And you tour throughout Australia. Is that correct? Have I got that right? That is correct. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes, we're Eurythmics and Annie Lennox. Eurythmics and Annie Lennox. And mm-hmm. uh, you've had several sold-out shows in Sydney. Yeah. And you lead a seven-piece band. So it's not yeah. just you singing. You've got, you've got a guitarist, a drummer, a steel guitarist, yeah. a backup singer, the whole deal. You want to, uh, I'll have you introduce your band in a minute. But um, yeah. you, um, let's see, you, you, you just to touch the base across the whole gamut of Eurythmic songs and Annie Lennox, yes. as you've said. Um, and you, you've got a really strong, soulful voice that works well, well, of course, when you're performing the songs of Annie Lennox. That works well, of course. And um, tell me about, just real quickly, about your band. Tell me the six other people in the band. Oh, absolutely. So, um, well, starting off with um, the guitarist, Nick Meredith um, is my guitarist, and he's really perfect. Um, he's an incredible guitarist because he's an excellent acoustic guitarist like um, Dave Stewart, and he's a very good rock rock musician as well. So um, so Nick Nick's very good at emulating the 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 Dave Stewart guitar sound. And then the next, um, everybody's very important, uh, but Paul Najar on keys, he does a lot of the techno sounds and he's just 
um, phenomenal as well at recreating the the techno sounds of Eurythmics. So every single song, he ha he. It sounds just like the record, and everything is played live. Um, so, I, I really, everybody's highly skilled. I think is the best way to describe them. Uh, next, I also have, I use a singer called Work with Carmel Masiti, who's a wonderful soul singer. So our voices blend really well together for the harmonies. Um, and then there's Jacob Cook on drums. Um, um, and Adam Nichols on bass. Uh, and then on saxophone, we have David Weir or Stefan Schaefer. So there's a there's always seven people in the band, but then sometimes I, I use one or two different musicians, but the same group generally. So, yeah, that's that's the band, and they're all amazing and they're lovely people. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. How, how long have you been Yeah, how long have you all been yeah. performing? Uh, just three years, and oh, so, just three and that came just just three years, and that came before the pandemic. Uh, so we just started, and then the pandemic kicked off, and um, so we'd perform um, intermittently where we were, when we were allowed, when there wasn't a lockdown. At one stage, it was just a four piece where we had four people on stage, um, um, and as I would explain that that was possible because the the quality of the music is that strong that you can actually perform Eurythmics music just with a, an acoustic guitar. But we, we did a few shows, which is a four-piece band uh, as an acoustic show, and that was that was wonderful, too, to get through the pandemic. But, yeah. Well, and you're, you're very right about that, and I don't think Eurythmics get the credit for probably uh, when they first performed Who's That Girl in 1986, uh, 1986 yeah. acoustically. And in my mind, they really picked off the the acoustic, the unplugged, but they didn't really get credit for it. But now, Katie, so the first, the, the, but Katie, the first time I saw you perform was on a local TV show of mine, and you did an acoustic version of Sweet oh. Dreams on that show. I did. I did, yeah. Um, well, that was because... Uh, you know, I've been performing with Legends and we decided to do a local TV station and my husband actually is a um, a classical guitarist and so he, literally, he can play anything. So we thought, well, why don't we do a nice acoustic version of Sweet Dreams? Unfortunately, the people at the small TV show couldn't, didn't know how to mic up anything and it was all distorted and horrible on the live TV. But the, the, the idea was there to just to, to, you know, to do a nice performance of Sweet Dreams. But the, they, the sound guy there, I don't know, he, he didn't really know much about sound. I actually thought the sound was pretty good. I don't remember it being bad at all. Maybe it was just in the moment. But when I, when I, um, when I saw it, it, I thought it was pretty, it was pretty good. Um, so let me explain, let me uh, introduce you, Katie. Um, and uh, I've got your biography here, and it says you've been making music since you were four years old, learning piano from a very early age. Um, but you're the winner of the BBC TV primetime show, The One and Only. You were the star of the hit West End show, Respect La Diva. And you're the winner of the Las Vegas Choice Awards for your one-woman show. 
and you were the former lead in the UK stage production of That'll Be the Day. Now, how I, and this is interesting, Katie, because you've been performing for the last three months or so about 30 minutes away from me, but I've never got to, I didn't get to see you perform. Um, but my wife was driving back. She had been up your way and she was driving back one day and she called me and she said, Annie Lennox is on a billboard <laughs> and they had, your, they had your photo on the billboard. And of course my wife recognized uh, the Annie Lennox and she said, Oh, and it's some, and you, and we should say you were performing at legends, uh, a, a concert venue that's got several locations and you were performing in Myrtle beach as dusty Springfield and Annie Lennox. So what I want to ask the two of you, uh, you know, and I thought what would be an interesting podcast we could have to talk to you and to talk to the Who's That Girl tribute band at the same time. So let me ask, Katie, you perform <laughs> as, an, as an interpreter or as um, a, 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 you perform as Annie Lennox as a... Um, uh, as, as a character, as the character Annie Lennox, or as the character of Dusty Springfield. And I don't know about you, Claudel, but do you look at it the same way? Or So I'm curious, you both kind of talk about that for me, if you don't mind. Yes, well, um, it's hard not to, actually. Yeah, can you just hard. repeat that? It's those... Um just talking about performing Sorry, as do we perform as the character Annie Lennox and it's an interesting question because um the first thing I did was think that oh I'll have to get some hats made and what will I wear because part of the essence of Annie Lennox is her um several images so I don't try to act like her on stage but I do enjoy wearing the suits and I find myself channeling Annie Lennox I try to channel her but the best, one of the lo- most lovely compliments I have, we get from the audience is they say, you play the music of Eurythmic like it's your own. I'm like, well, it's not our own. <laughs> but we just love it. We get into it. And you find yourself performing like Annie. And I'm an actress as well. So, and, you know, it, I just get into it as much as I can. And But, yeah, so I, I would say, yes, I am performing as Annie Lennox and, yeah, but I try not to do a parody. Like, I try not to – I just try to channel her. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and Katie, talk to us about it. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. I agree because I've actually got a theory on this that actually I think the, 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 the best tributes and the best acts actually aren't um, copying – the artist i think it's the same that you just try and channel their intention um who you're yeah but i think you have to be kind of if you're a strong performer then your interpretation is very strong you you, as a as a human you have to be good at stage presence so basically what you're watching for me you're watching me but and you're watching my performance but i am obviously performing as annie lennox so um I don't I I must admit with the dusty thing it was a little bit different because I was um on a television show and it was absolutely down to the last move of the hand oh, wow. it, it was a very different thing but now now the, the thing I well also as well so with legends they have screens yeah 
and um, so you're performing with a live band, but they have screens of the actual artists next to you. So that makes it even worse because if you don't have screens, people don't really know what they're, you know, they just, if you're doing a good portrayal of somebody, then it, it, and they're getting carried away with the live music. It's, as far as they're concerned, it's great. But legends do do this thing where they put the screens up. Now with Dusty, because back in the 60s, most television like um, The Sound of the 60s was one camera shot. So most of Dusty's footage back in the 60s is just one camera at her. So for instance, when I perform You Don't Have to Say You Love Me in the show, I literally have to copy everything because the screens are just the one camera. So that for Dusty works really, really well. But for Annie, Annie, it's more about, for me, it's about a live performance mm. and, um, you know, channeling her, ener- channeling her energy. Her really. energy. I really yeah. feel free when I'm performing yeah. as, as Annie Lennox. With Dusty, I feel very constrained. But yeah, with Annie, I, I feel, I, I really let my head, I just let my head, <laughs> but I really have fun. Yeah. Um, she, vocally, she's better for yeah. me as well, you know. Yeah, I think that's so true. I would imagine that Dusty would be much, in those times, they're much more choreographed, was more reserved times maybe as well. Whereas Annie was just wild yeah. on stage. So she changed all the time how she even sung the songs. So it does give you a lot more freedom. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, <laughs> when, how many uh, on, on, on the Who's That Girl tribute tour? How many Eurythmics Annie Lennox songs do you do? You do quite a bit. Oh, I do. So uh, the the way I run the show is it starts off with the early techno with Who's That Girl and Love is a Stranger, Sweet Dreams. And I, I kind of talk about the history of Annie and Dave throughout the songs. Like, so um, a few bits of trivia. And then I we play Lily is Here, which gives me a chance to go off and get changed and oh. come back as Annie, as Annie Lennox. And then I come in, so for the first quarter of the first, so for the first set, I play early Eurythmics. Then we have Lily was here. I go off stage, I change into um, solo Annie from Diva and all the headdresses and dress. And and then that's, I, I, I sing about five of her solo songs. And then the second set is like the rock set. I just go from uh, Thorn on My Side right up to um not the the peace tour music so yeah but try to squeeze it all in <laughs> and, and, Katie, you, and awesome. Katie you do quite a few as well oh, you do here comes the rain again sweet dreams didn't you do some what a lot of you maybe and others what i like to you missionary man yeah and um and why i mean it's not it's not huge because the set in metal beach is very it's, it was very constrained, you know, but um, uh, I've, I've you done, cut out done a it bit. before, actually. I do, you know, this one-woman show where, um, yeah, I've, I've performed as Annie. I, I must admit, though, I do not have the same uh, knowledge of songs that Cloda has. I mean, she's obviously, you've obviously performed, like, every, <laughs> every bit of her repertoire, which is fantastic. Yes, um, yeah. One thing. No, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. And we should tell we should tell that listening our, our listeners here, um, you know, we have a little bit of delay because of the distance we're all in. Uh, 
Uh, Katie, you're in Las Vegas. Uh, Claudel, you're in uh, Australia. What city are you in? I'm in Sydney. Sydney, yeah. You're in Sydney. You're in Sydney. So we've got a little bit of delay. So sometimes we're talking over each other. <laughs> so uh, you know, and we don't hear it for like a couple of seconds. I know. On the internet, my Wi-Fi yeah. is. My Wi-Fi is just horrendous tonight. I don't know why. Um, but um, but Katie, you you also do um, some Annie Lennox solo. Uh, you cut out a little bit when you were saying the songs that you do. Can you go over that again? Oh yeah, well in in the Legends um, show, I just do um, Sweet Dreams, Missionary Man, um, Walking on Broken Glass. Uh, would I lie to you? Here comes the rain again, and why? So that that's all I do in the legend. And it's it's quite the performance too. It's it's you you your course performing. I've seen videos again. I didn't get to see you live, but I've seen some of the videos. And you've got it's quite the uh, step. Uh, and here comes the rain again, and there are dancers or backup singers or what do you, with the umbrellas and like you said, yeah. the big screen and there's Annie from the video. So now, but Katie, you did something really interesting because you had done, you had done Dusty Springfield for quite a long time, but you, you'd wanted to do Annie, but you decided to do something that took that to uh, an extreme. And I'm talking about your hair. What did you decide to do? I know. (laughs) So um, just before, well, just when I got the, the, the gig, um, when Legends offered me the gig to do perform as Annie, I was, I had the hair down to here, so I was racking my brain. When when I've been doing it in my one-woman show, it's I, I'd wear a wig and I'd put a hat on it, that's fine. But I knew that in Legends, I don't know, I just didn't want to wear a wig. I just couldn't get it, a wig short enough to do it. So, um, and I thought, how oh, sod it, I'm just going to cut my own hair off. So I did. <laughs> so it looks well suits you. And, uh, yeah. I, I, do you know what? I absolutely love it now. Uh, I, yeah, it really suits thank you. Thank you. I absolutely love it because it takes me 20 minutes less in the shower and I don't have to straighten my hair anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's wonderful. Now, but now, now uh, not cut your hair though, Cardell. <laughs> no, well, my contribution was though. So up until recently, I was platinum. So I went platinum for like two years, which was really effective for stage. And I really noticed the difference in the photographs. Right. But I just know that with the shaved head, I I just didn't think I could pull it off. I just didn't think I could pull it off at all. My hair is quite curly. Or a bit, maybe. Anyway, I I never shaved it. But I, what I do isn't quite bad. I just I just um. I plaited it all the way back. Yeah. And it seems to be okay. Yeah. And I think, yeah, so, so, but yeah, platinum was my big uh, bleaching my hair for two years. and But then it started breaking off. I thought, oh. Oh, okay. Well, they, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was. The, the, yes. What, one, what one does for art. And <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So let me ask you both, and you can, and we'll start with you, Katie. Um, so and and you're you're originally from England, so you were have been very aware of who Annie Lennox is for a long time. Tell me, were you a fan of Annie Lennox? Uh, what do you think of her? Tell me if you both will tell me about your influences from about Annie Lennox and why you would like to do it. 
what you've done. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, for me, I'm just moving because I'm trying to get closer to my router because it is, I've plunged myself into okay. darkness, but here we go. Um, for me personally, uh, because I'm a, a piano player, piano player and singer, I think that's probably one of the biggest influences she is, that, that um, she's had on me is I've always loved the fact that, um, particularly in, in the lockdown as well, in yeah. the COVID times, that she just sat at the piano, um, you know, pretty much every day and she was just singing stuff. Yeah. I just found that hugely inspirational. Also, um, I mean, I've loved her music. I grew up with the music. I mean, when I heard Sweet Dreams, well, going back to I Only Want to Be With You, Fall In Love, Dusty and her song. Um, so I, I kind of, I just adored her look. You know, I, I mean, on some some of her music, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. But um then there's the, the there's some songs that are, are just crazy good and it really gets me. But I just admire her as a woman, as a musician. I just seem to identify with her a lot as well. Her, you know, vocally, um, she's very inspiring. And and just her sitting at the piano as well. I think that's the, her greatest um, talent. Yeah, it comes. It come. The emotion comes out with that. Uh, I, I yeah. saw her in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina once, and it was an outdoor theater. You'll, I think you'll enjoy this story. But she was at her piano, and she was she started performing Here Comes the Rain Again. And as she said, Here Comes the Rain Again, it started pouring, the rain outside. and she And everyone started applauding. And I don't, she, you could tell for a moment she wasn't sure what was going on. Like, why are they clapping now? But it was as if she had commanded that, that it rain, you know. Uh, it, is, it's, <laughs> is, it is, when she's at the piano, there is something special that comes out. It, it is so pulled back. So uh, what about you? How, how does it yeah. inspire you? Well, I think um, as a, similar to Katie, as a child, like, Eurythmics rose on the radio in the 80s and they she's our, my, one of my earliest memories is watching There Must Be an Angel and just thinking she was this amazing, beautiful siren of a singer. And just every time she was on the television on top of the pops, you'd be just transfixed. She's just, um, she's so otherworldly and ethereal. And then um, later on with the Diva album, it's, I mean, I'm a huge fan. Every single song, just I just really think that she's incredibly talented, but she's a lovely lyricist as well. Every song has an intention. It means something. It's not like, oh, what's a catchy tune? It seems like she's trying to share a message. And I, I think starting, I always loved the music, but then when I started to research for the show, I found myself being a bigger and bigger fan of both her both Dave Stewart and Annie Lennox, and really appreciating them as artists and as individuals. Like they donated all their proceeds of the peace tour to Greenpeace and and what um, Amnesty International. I mean, that's just, they're just such amazing people as well as great musicians. Mm-hmm. I think as well, I'm a piano um, player too. I just, oh yeah, no, go on. I will, you have to stop me talking because I will ramp along. <laughs> <laughs> You're the guest. You're supposed to be talking. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. Now continue. Oh no, I was just going to say oh. she's she's 
one last thing. She's amazing on the thing with the piano, just as Katie said, but there's a magic with herself and Dave Stewart with the guitar. The lightness of the guitar seems to really sort of just really blend with her voice so well. But yeah, so yeah, that's. Um, and, and also, they're both so passionate, passionate mm. about music. When they talk about, you know, music, it, it's not fake. They, you know, they dedicated their life to making music um, with, with and without each other. And they are just pure musicians mm. and, and, and they just love creating stuff as well. And you, you can't help but being inspired by that. And that's, that's a good point. And, and two, you know, uh, yesterday tickets went on sale for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony where they're going to be inducted. Um, and, you know, a lot of fans are coming from around the globe to the theater in Los Angeles. And um, there was something very special about that for a lot of fans that that have followed them for almost 40 years. And if you go back to the tourist, even longer. Um, 50, but, yeah. yeah, so you kind of feel like, you know, mm-hmm. that's something that's something special all, all the way around. The, you know, something really that you've. Uh, been ingrained in that been ingrained in you know your soul for that matter. Uh, so you know I think it is yeah. both of them, and I, I was glad to hear that the Who's That Girl tribute that you have a break there where you do Lily was here, which of course is Dave Stewart's mm. uh, hit duet yeah. with Candy Dolphin. So that's really cool, and I, I, yeah. I love that you both talk about both of them with such such respect. Is there a song that you perform? Uh, that you particularly like? Do any of the songs lend themselves to live performance you think even better than uh, the uh, studio recording? I love Eurythmics live. I, I love how they've always, you know, changed up the songs. So I'm a huge fan of the live performance. So I'm curious if, if you think any of the songs uh, kind of transcend even the studio. Uh, whoever wants to start. Okay. <laughs> well, it's what you find the effect of the songs when you sing them live. I used to sing Why as the last song of the first set. And then I found I couldn't because it was a little bit of too emotional. So you'd, people would like cry um, in the audience. So I changed afterwards. I thought, well, I'll have to do, I'll end up walking on broken glass and more of a high high note. But Missionary Man also has this huge energy about it. Like we tend to just kind of, um, go in the moment so that end, end crescendo when it's saying missionary man sometimes that just goes on forever <laughs> because the audience just don't want it to stop um, but the other song that I really love singing because it comes at the end of the show I do um, Save the World Today and that seems to kind of calm everyone down it's oh, yeah. so beautiful and the lyrics and it's just one thing I love about after the show, people just always stand, stop, stay behind just to talk about Eurythmics and the music and what the songs mean to them. So, but I think those, and of course, Sweet Dreams. I mean, we always do that twice. We do the beginning and then at the end. So everyone gets their Sweet Dreams fixed. <laughs> so those songs are the ones that really pop out in my mind. But yeah, they're all so special. How about you, Katie? Well, well, for me, I mean, if, if you, for me performing, I think just myself at the piano playing. Oh, I can imagine. Really amazing. Um, just 
you know, it's like a nail, it, it can really, it, the first, when I went out and did my first gig after COVID, I was doing um, a small theatre in Wisconsin mm. called the Fireside Theatre, and I was doing my one woman yeah. show. So it was, it was actually in the middle of the pandemic. It, it was like they just let me out to do oh, wow. rock. They wouldn't let me have a live band. So so the only thing I could do was um, I said, okay, they wanted to have tracks. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. I hate tracks. But I thought, well, people are starved of entertainment. I said, look, I'll do it, but give me a piano as well. So then, so I got, it got to my um, uh, Annie Lennox uh, bit and I started playing Y and I just filled up with yeah. emotion. I, could, I couldn't talk. I was just playing over the intro mm-hmm. and um, talk, talking over the intro. And I just said, look, guys, this is my first gig since COVID. I didn't even know we we're going to get back. You know, I've missed it so much. And everybody was bawling their eyes out. And I'll never forget mm. that moment because I honestly didn't know if if any of us were going to get to perform for a long, long, long time. So that was very poignant. And the, and the other thing I like doing as well is that when I was doing my theatre show, this is going back, I'd do Sweet Dreams, but we would do the live version. So, um, and I really, really like that where the guitar is taking a, a, the same part as the keyboard. And it's really quite heavy, the, the Sweet Dreams that they did live. Yeah subsequently so it was you know she got it heavier and heavier and we decided to do that version of it and that was always really yeah. fun as well so um, I, I know it's all the normal songs and then maybe turning um some of the more lively songs into just piano stuff as well is is really fun yeah. to do um you know you know doing um here comes the rain on the piano is yeah. really good fun as well so uh i as you might tell i, I kind of feel better about <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think it's my age, though. I, I can't be bothered to run. <laughs> I was, uh, Katie. I was watching a, a YouTube uh, video of you doing why, um, and it, it was from a few years ago. I don't know if you actually recorded it, uh, like a studio version or anything. But anyway, it was a really great version. I, I thought you did a really great. Thank it was you. a really great interpretation of that. Um, and I think, and I've, I've watched bit video from on YouTube of both of you performing. Uh, the the Eurythmic songs and the Annie Lennox songs. And you you both so really good and you both put a lot of energy in it. And you, I, I think it does really come across that, that you both have a lot of admiration for mm. the singer. Uh, and um, do you, um, do you, is, is that important to you that that comes across? Oh, yes, yes. All about that. Yeah. If 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 I just if I unfortunately had looked like somebody I didn't, (laughs) it would just be the no. You have to like the person that you're performing as. I mean, unless you're completely mercenary and just uh, you know up for the money. But I mean, I obviously Claude is the same as myself. Is that we're fundamentally musicians. Now there is a genre which is it's not you don't do tribute like the legends thing Clodagh mm. but um you know it, it's a genre that is very popular it's very popular in us particularly in Australia actually they really love having the full bands and um yeah it's it's a really popular thing so it's it's something that as a musician we've probably both fallen yeah. into I mean obviously I'd love to be writing my own music but you know I I, I had the choice of being penniless or doing something that I absolutely love and having to do certain yeah. things. Now, now, but performing as Annie Lennox 
it it makes it you feel does. wonderful. I respect her. I love her music. So there is no issue yeah. at all. Now, and there is no. And the other thing about what we do as well is that you can see in people's eyes that you 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 take them back to a time that it's magical actually because that's what music does anyway. People are a bit sniffy about tributes, but I would argue yeah. that most people are copying something oh, yeah. else anyway. The difference is, the difference is, is me and Claude are just wearing the clothes. Everybody vocally copies people. We're just making it obvious because we put the jacket Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah, and one thing I have to say, so when I played, when we played Beethoven, I were doing a tribute to Beethoven, like... You know, I don't understand why they have to kind of people right. go, oh, it's just a tribute. No, it's emulating, recreating, it's sharing the amazing music. Um, and I always throw in, like, when classical music gets up, they don't say, oh, look, there's a tribute to Mozart happening. It's so, it's, they are playing the music. They're celebrating the music. But um, there is there is a lovely feeling about doing eurythmics as well because musically it is quite challenging. So you won't get a lot of people doing eurythmics and Annie Lennox. So I think that as well, you feel there's a bit of kudos with that because she is so good and because Dave Stewart's so good. And, and their music goes from techno through soul and rock. And there's just such quality to their music. I've been on the ABC twice in Australia talking about eurythmics. Uh, most tribute bands are not invited on to speak. I mean, I should maybe I shouldn't say that, but you know, I think because your music That's is awesome. so, I don't know, it's 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 not ten a penny, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. that they're that they they've been inducted into the UK Hall of Fame, the Songwriters Hall of Fame earlier this year, and now of course the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and. Um, I think that speaks to, um, you know, the importance of what they, what they did. And, you know, they sort of put in their, you know, their, the, the put in their chops of getting used to the music business through the tourist. And they'll, they'll even say that, you know, that, you know, that was their training session. Um, but they just really kind of went on and said, we're going to do this the way we want to do it. And, and they did. And, you know, and when you go, when you think back, how much output they did, you know, basically an album a year, if even more so for the entire 80s, you know, and toured the whole time. And then, of course, Annie left and did, this, did her solo career. And she is not quite as prolific. You know, we'll get something every four or five years or something, you know. But um, and, and I think people respect them. Uh, and, um, and I think that's important. And I think, uh, you're right. When they hear these songs, it brings people back to a certain time and a certain place. Music does that no matter who you are, but they did, they did provide us with some really quality, uh, music from over the years. Um, did, do you, do you think back when you, when you might've, would, do you remember the first time you heard Sweet Dreams? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm going to give my age. <laughs> We're all there. Don't, don't worry. We're all there. <laughs> and absolutely, honestly, I do remember it completely. And I also, I think that the other thing that sort of stuck in my mind was the video. Mm. I've always, you know, video was much earlier days back then as well. So it was kind of 
it, it, she was really far yeah. out back then. You know, it was absolutely gobsmacking. The music was fantastic, but as well, her look, it, it was so unusual yeah. and so groundbreaking that um, you just, it, it was just one of those things. You always remember when you see certain people and she's one yeah. of them. She changed, um, not only musically, they changed the trajectory of pop music, but also um, her look as well. She's you know? fearless. And uh, for young young women, yeah, she was for young women. It was just awesome. It mm. still is. She still is. Yeah. Um, a, what a about you? Do you remember Cardell when you first heard Sweet Dreams? I remember everyone talking about her. I remember my like because yeah, I do remember her be, her being part of the conversation. That oh look, she's so pretty, but she's dressed like a like she's in a suit. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, I just remember thinking she was fascinating, but um, yeah, she's yeah. I just yeah, I think people are always fast. She just always fascinated people. I think um, yeah. yeah, she really yeah. Looking back now, she was doing David Bowie. You know, you can see her influence in David Bowie and why. You can see how she, but she was very clever because I love looking at the old videos um, on Countdown and in Australia. She'd be on with Molly Meldrum with the tourists, and she was a pretty girl. But when that fell apart, she realized that oh goodness, you know, it doesn't really. I think she found her strength in being uh, the androgyny and being equal to Dave Stewart um, in a suit. And there's a really good interview with herself and Molly Meldrum, and she's got the buzz cut with the orange hair, and he's. yeah, she's she's kind of being giving. Yeah, you can just see her determination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, recently, um, Paul Jacobs passed away, and Dave and Annie have both posted about it. Paul Jacobs is the man who introduced Dave to Annie Lennox, and I'm always fascinated by the what ifs in life. You know, if, if you turn left or you turn something may change. And this motion. Had he not done that, just <laughs> the two of you would not be doing what you do. I no. can tell you, 40 years of me playing, you know, music would have totally changed the way. So that's so fascinating to me that this one moment in time, how much that changed not only their lives, but the music. And that just fascinates me. What about you? Is it just me? <laughs> No, it is very fascinating, but you, you can also like, <laughs> you can kind of think of your own yeah. life as well and, and wondered, well, maybe that is the, that is the missing link of maybe, you know, not becoming, uh, you know, a sort of a, a huge performer in your own time. It, it's kind of like these chance meetings, these chance things happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, you can, you can think of so many examples of, of, of whether you could have gone left or gone right and you did. You did, you did something and it just led to something and led to something. And yeah, and obviously in, in their their history, um, you know, it was just that meeting yeah. and, and there you go, the spark. It's just, it's yeah. incredible. They, they really were, they really are magic together. So it's like a face, it feels like destiny that they, that they, that they met. And it'd be horrible to think that they, I can imagine, I don't know what, what would have happened actually if they hadn't have met. I think they just both, <laughs> kind of created such an incredible music together. I wonder, I wonder. I'm sure they would have both been successful, but it would never have been Eurythmics. I just, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, no. the thing, so thank, yeah, thank the goodness they did meet. 
Yeah. Well, I, I really want to thank you both for uh, being on the podcast. And I really, really want to do this too. I want to, I want to thank you both for what you do in the sense of that you do oh. so well and that you, you keep that legacy alive. Uh, you keep that legend alive for um, uh, that is Eurythmics, that is Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart. Uh, and you both do it really well. And I, I'm, I'm really glad to talk to you because, you know, I could watch you on YouTube and, and that kind of thing or even see you perform. But talking to you, uh, it really shows me that you both um, have a real appreciation for the music for the four day for Annie, and I think that's wonderful. Uh, I think, yeah. Well, do you know what? Just to just to interject with you very quickly as well, and I don't know if Claude agrees with this. Do you know what's the biggest pleasure? The biggest pleasure is looking yes, at the audience, the audience. And seeing the reaction and seeing the the lyrics. Is the biggest. Now I've never seen. Yeah, and I've never seen particularly women, and and that's women of all. Um, uh, uh, ethnic ethnicities as well as it, it's quite incredible the effect that the arrhythmics and Annie Lennox has obviously had on them because the minute you open your mouth you see something happen to these people yeah. and it's 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 really unusual I don't get it with with anything else that I do it's particularly with um Annie oh that's fascinating do you, do you see that too mm. oh yeah absolutely well, like um I think um, just watching them mouth the lyrics back to you, and why I had the whole audience just thinking why back to me, and just had these special moments. It's a shared experience, and every gig is different, and they're all so special in their own way. One thing I would like to say with we are keeping the music alive, but I would love to see Dave and Annie kind of maybe ask another singer like Dua Lipa or somebody modern to to re-release their music like you hear a lot of um you hear a lot of other big bands uh, like Fleetwood Mac are always re-releasing dreams why don't they re-release sweet dreams why don't they re-release what I liked you with other why doesn't Lady Gaga cover their song I'd love to that's what I would like to see I would like to see other artists pay well-known artists pay tribute to them because they deserve it they really do Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but, sort of yeah, a tribute so, album. Yeah. Well, that's my thought. I, would like I think to, oh, probably the rock and roll and the fame will do that, though. I think. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, because, yeah, it's, mm. their music is exceptional and worthy. So, yeah. We don't just want Marilyn Manson. So, so no, what's, God, what's terrible? Oh, talk it unoriginal, Marilyn Manson, if you're listening. Gosh, no, I'm sorry, I'm not a fan of Marilyn Manson. <laughs> so, hmm, I guess we, we, we know how we all feel about that. Okay, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Manson, no. Now, there'll be some fans, there'll be some fans that like, like that version. Okay, we'll go with that. So, uh, each one of okay, you, please sorry. tell me, what's next? For, yeah, so what's next for you all? What's, what, what's your next thing happening? Well, for me, um, the moment I, I, I've been three months in South Carolina and I'm actually a mum of a seven year old. Uh, so I'm, I'm back home in Las Vegas for the moment and I need to be a mum just for a little bit. Uh, and then I'll be going out and doing my one woman show again. And I, I think I'll be in Legends in Las Vegas as well. So I think in the new year, you'll be able to catch me doing singing and performing as Annie. Fantastic. All right. 
I would love to go to Vegas to see you perform. I would love to. Come yeah. over. I want to go to Sydney yeah. and see you because my sister lives in, in Australia, so I need to come down. That's, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, yeah, if you do if you do that we you know we've got to get video on youtube for that that's gonna, that's gonna be so what's new for you what's next for you Adele? well i've um i have a couple of eurythmic shows coming up in november like three or four in november and i'm i'm actually looking forward to and i'm just starting to book shows for next year as well i'm I will be we'll be performing in Wagga, which is where Eurythmics are actually formed. Did you know? So Wagga is That's a town nice. in Australia where Dave Stewart and Annie Lennox actually started Eurythmics. So I'm really keen to perform in their theatre. So I'm just looking at next year booking up different shows, uh, theatres, and. Yeah, that's that's it. And I'm also working on some just just being a general teaching music and working on some new material with yeah. So, but that's so that that's keeping me busy and family too because I have two kids as well. <laughs> so. Oh, no. I want to thank you. Thank you both for uh, being on the podcast uh, and uh, sharing your thoughts about your performances and also about Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart, Eurythmics. Uh, and I'm so appreciative uh, that you were both on. And, you know, I'm sorry that Rex wasn't here. Like I said, he's off at a Lady Gaga show. And we were going to have a, a guest host. Ian Renner was going to be with us. And technical difficulties uh, uh, made that impossible as well. It's it's a tough life, all these technical we we did have Dave Stewart on a, on a few weeks ago, and he was I will tell you he, he was very specific yes. about the sound he, before we started. He and he he made sort of a joke, you know, sort of like, well, I know a little bit about sound, so <laughs> so that was that you know that was fun. Mm-hmm. But thank you both so much. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, uh, I, I I know I just messed up uh, your name the entire time, Claudette. Tell me how to say your name for everyone so that you get it right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Cloda, 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 Cloda. Okay, I'm still Clo- not getting it right. Cloda. So C L O Clo. Very musical. Da. And Katie Satterfield, correct? Satterfield. Feld. Set. It's Satterfield. So it's it's um S E. All right. See, I'm very bad at getting these kind of things. This is why. This is why I have a co-host, and he can and he can uh, get everything ready. Everyone, uh, I would encourage everyone to go to YouTube. You can find uh, performances from both of our guests tonight there, and um, and you will enjoy them. I guarantee it. They're both great performances, performers. And uh, again, thank you all so much. And we are going to end the podcast, and we'll see you all again okay. soon. Bye.